0: It's happening with the Gator Nation? Hear it here first. ESPN one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Lots of good charities in the state of Florida. One I really like, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, I've been telling you about for quite a while now. You can really help them. And it's really pretty easy to do so. Simply this, if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of just about any kind, truck, car, motorcycle, boat, RV, again, just about any kind of vehicle, consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from difficult environments and difficult home environments. And they learn real-life skills because they take these vehicles and they repair them themselves, they fix them up themselves, they resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills. And again, this is a great way for your donation to help at-risk young boys. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Prolacta or go to rbr.org.
2: The only place in America where interest rates are going down is International Diamond Center. And due to overwhelming response, IDC is extending our free finance offer through Christmas Eve. So you can make any holiday jewelry purchase, get the unbeatable no-middleman price we're famous for, and spread your payments over four years with zero interest and zero finance charges. So that $6,000 piece of designer jewelry is just $125 a month. That $3,000 pair of diamond hoop earrings, just $63 a month. And if you're getting engaged this holiday season, you can take advantage of this to get the designer ring of her dreams. Thousands of new rings to choose from. Luxury pre-owned Rolexes are also available at incredible prices. This Christmas, we know every dollar counts and at idc we've got a fantastic collection of timeless gifts to fit any budget with expert guidance from our non-commissioned experts don't miss the final days of rock bottom interest rates zero percent financing for four whole years merry christmas from international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit in
3: 2022 floridians lost nearly 850 million dollars to scams The state also had the second highest number of online victims, with those 50 or older being the most targeted age group. The imposter scam is the most common scam in Florida, and to help fight this type of fraud, AARP Florida offers these tips. First, be skeptical of anyone who suddenly contacts you and wants to chat, and never share personal information over the phone or by email if you didn't initiate the contact. It's also a scam when someone whom you haven't met in person ask you to send them money. That's why you should be vigilant when it comes to anyone who comes on strong or appears overly eager to establish a friendship. To get help, call AARP's Fraud Watch Network at 1-877-908-3360. And to learn more about fraud in Florida, visit aarp.org slash flfraud. Radiant Credit Union wants to remind you that you can get some extra jingle in your pocket by earning double
4: dimes when you shop this holiday season. So every time we say jingle, we're gonna drop in a... Just use your Radiant Visa credit card for purchases to jingle all the way through December 31st to earn. Visit radiantcu.org slash jingle and get double dimes rolling your way. Man, this was fun. Jingle! Federally insured by NCUA.
5: Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators!
0: are your home for the New Year's Six Bowl Series and the College Football Playoff, your college football holiday headquarters. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN one FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: Always a good day when so I can talk the head ball coach he now joins us steve burrier is here yeah. steve welcome um you've had a busy few weeks here coach uh let, let's start with going to the uh ceremony where tim tebow got inducted to the college football hall of fame how was that
6: uh yeah steve i've been going to that uh gosh every year oh at least about the last i don't know uh, eight or so, I, I was fortunate to go in. I think in seventeen when I came back down here as ambas- ambassador, mm-hmm. and then going every year. But yeah, Tim Tebow uh, was sort of the star of the show. They uh, brought about three of the Hall of Fame guys up and uh, asked him a few questions and. Uh, of course, Tim is so good at uh, charity, uh, giving of himself to you know people in need, and it was really – he made a nice talk. It was really all, always about – Tim is about other people, not himself.
1: And then you always go to the Heisman Award ceremony. How was that?
6: Yeah, the Heisman uh, – yeah, Danny Warford was back and Tim and I, so Florida was well represented at all the events there. I got a chance to talk with Jaden Daniels and uh, all the other guys. Uh, Bo Nix, of course, his dad, uh, we coached against him. His dad played at Auburn in the mid-'90s there. So he relived some of those victories they had over us. We (laughs) only lost two conference games between 93 and and 96, and uh, uh, Patrick Nix was a quarterback for Auburn in both of them. So he had some fun talking about that. And of course, uh, Danny and I were standing next to Jaden Daniels. I said, Jaden, what do you think Danny Warfel's record was against LSU his four years? And Jaden said, three and one? And Danny said, that wasn't close. We were four and oh. (laughs) So, anyway. Uh, you know, that was about 25 years ago or so. But uh, yeah, we had a good time up there, and, and Jaden Daniels certainly well-deserving, as well as Michael Penix and, and uh, Bo Nix, and Marvin Harrison was another candidate. Uh, but uh, obviously the statistics that Jaden Daniels put up were uh, broke all the records.
1: Stephen, having never been to that, you go to that a lot. That That ceremony seems very well-run, very organized, and a lot of fun. Is it that?
6: Yeah, they've been doing it this way maybe the last 20 years or so. Uh, gosh, back when I won and even when Danny Warfel uh, was winning it, uh, they would already announced the winner, and then we just had a black-tie dinner uh, for all the uh, guys that have won it and all their family and so forth. But, uh, yeah, it makes it a little bit more suspenseful, I guess, when they have four players up and uh, one gets it, although I think Jaden uh, was definitely the favorite about uh, almost everybody.
1: Uh, I understand he got to travel to see Bubba, Let's see a little family. That must have been good, too.
6: Well, second time, been through Tulsa. It was sort of a halfway stop between uh, Las Vegas at the Tulsa and then up to New York. We took our grandson, Palmer, who's played on his uh, uh, seventh and eighth grade football team in Tulsa this year. He, he was the quarterback, and uh, we actually got to see him play one game this year. Oh, good. But uh, anyway, yeah, he likes football. And uh, he's got a ways to go uh, to really try to get you know quicker and faster and all that kind of stuff because these these kids nowadays they train year round and uh, they are really physically fit to, to play any sport that they do now in high school and so forth.
1: Steve, I, you know, I don't know. We we don't get a chance to talk about it too much when we do inside the huddle because we have so many other things to do. But you know, with with everything going on now, you know, in this transfer portal period we're in and you know NIL and kids making the money they're making. Uh, have you had time to really assess this and you know form an opinion on what you think is happening here?
6: Well, it's it's uh, pay for play now. That's all, that's all you can say. Yeah. Uh, these guys, uh, they get paid uh, by their school to come play. Now sometimes you pay players that don't work out. I guess sometimes uh, obviously you do. Uh, but yeah, I think we're trying to get in the in the fight with them, and uh, our NIL group group of people uh, are, are trying to you know be competitive. But it's uh, it is sort of a mess out there. I'm glad I didn't have to mess with it. But uh, we 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 need to you know if we need to pay some guys the way Georgia and these other schools are that, that, to be uh, on a level with them, that's certainly what we got to do. So we'll see how this recruiting class works out here in uh, what two weeks I believe or so. Yep.
1: Um, you you kind of mentioned it that you, you if you were a coach, you wouldn't want to mess with this. There's a there's some people and I'm one of them, coach, that thinks maybe that you know coaches won't want to coach at the college level. They, they'll they'll move up because they don't want to have to deal with all this. Do you think that could happen?
6: No, I don't think it'll it'll happen because what's fair for is fair for all. And there's so many guys wanting to coach nowadays. And of course, what some of these head coaches are making is true. You know, it's just it is what it is. I mean, have they earned it? No, that's just they got to be head coach and they got a, a giant deal all over the country. That happens, and everybody can't win. A simple fact uh, 50% of every game, there's a loser. So, uh, Anyway, there's a lot of money in it, and uh, old oh, guys that want to coach, they uh, they'll, they'll put up with what they have to put up with.
1: I know that we talked about this inside the huddle. Uh, most people like the fact more teams next year will be in the playoff. Do you like that too?
6: I not particularly. Oh, the playoffs. Yeah, the playoff. well, I always yeah. thought eight. I thought I thought eight would be a good number. In fact. Uh, Uh, FSU obviously should have been in. You go 12 and 0, 13 and 0, I mean, and don't get in that final four. But then all the other four teams deserve to be in also. So it was, it was tough on the committee. Uh, but if we'd had eight, then you could have had Ohio State, uh, could have had Oregon, and, uh, let's see, who's the other one that sort of got, oh, oh, uh, when I said Ohio State did it, one of the other teams. Eight would have been oh, a huge tournament. And uh, anyway, Georgia, yeah, Georgia. So any of them could have won it. So I don't know. I wish the committee would have said, "Hey, we got too many really, really good teams deserving. Let's go to eight this year." It's only one more week, and TV ratings will be out of sight.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you have a great holiday. Did I miss anything? Anything, anything you wanted to add?
6: No, that's about it. Uh, of course the college playoffs uh, who's going to win and i don't know who to predict predict uh i sort of like washington because they have never won one i got a chance to talk with michael penix a little bit you know he's from dade city florida i didn't know that okay yeah i went to high school in tampa okay uh wasn't i don't think he was heavily recruited he went to indiana yep and stayed there two or three years uh, before he went to washington but uh He's, he's been a, a very good player the whole year, and uh, they've never won one, I think, Washington. So that would that would be big for them.
1: <laughs> uh, well, Coach, if we don't get a chance to speak or if we don't get a chance to see you, have a great holiday. Please tell Jerry that as well. Always appreciate you being here and inside the hall, It's a blast yeah. to do so. Appreciate you. Thank you.
6: Okay. Okay, Steve. Always it. nice to talk to you. Same here, you. Coach. Bye. Thank
1: you. The head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, joining us here uh, on Sports Scene. Andrew says, with NIL and Transfer Portal, is it possible Napier was the wrong hire at the wrong time? Sure, it's possible. This, until, here, here is going to be the big question. L- let's just assume there's, what, half a month left here. And whatever day Florida's first football game is in 2024. So about nine months. That's going to be the question right there. Is it possible Napier was the wrong hire at the wrong time? That is going to be the burning question. Is it NIL is a copycat league. Could we have been five years behind on the hire and all this blame on Napier? Really, he was the wrong hire for this specific time. A lot of chaos every school. It's almost like being just a good coach isn't good enough anymore. Well, it isn't it isn't. Andrew, that's part of the problem. Right? There's coaches that get fired that aren't awful. It just I mean, look, at Alabama, if you go 8 and 4 there, you're going to keep your job? Probably not. So, I mean, there's certain places that that's not going to happen. Uh but That's going to be the question. And I understand now, until there is some good news, until there's a big-time recruit or is a big-time get that's going to help the psyche here, what we have seen is either somebody leaving or no big splash in terms of the portal. But let me ask this when we get back from break. What do you think happens in the end here? Does Billy Napier a, <clears throat> a get a top ten class from high school signees? And B, how big of a splash do you think Florida makes in the portal when all is said and done? Twelve twenty-eight time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN ninety-eight one FM A fifty AM W R U F.
0: Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs
2: out of your car.
1: It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-toothed comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out.
2: Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs out.
7: Out of your
0: car. Guys, are you tired of being tired? Frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark.
8: I had
9: fantastic results with the Andro 400 Max. Probably lost 35 pounds. And more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist. And the increased energy is is fantastic. I'll be totally honest. I tried a different product. And I wasn't happy with the different products. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brand. And I can really feel the difference.
0: Andro 400 Max, the extra strength all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. Tina,
4: I need your help. Jim is just so hard to shop for. This happens every holiday season. Shopping for Rick used to be tough until he told me about Electronics World. Electronics World? Yep, that's where I go to find everything that Rick wants. All the smart electronics to make our life simple we got at EW. Smart electronics? Yes, everything from big screens to home theater, whole home sound to custom shades, our surveillance system and more. With one app to control and monitor it all. To find out more, visit electronicsworld.net. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com.
1: Hey, folks, Steve Russell will tell you the famous Mushroom Swiss Burgers back at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries for the holidays. And how about Dick Mondell's gift cards for your family and friends, the perfect gift for everybody on your list. Dick Mondell, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and
0: Fries. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: Cloudy skies today with mild temperatures, highs in the upper 60s. A few spots might make it to 70. We'll have winds picking up, gusting to about 20 miles an hour. I can't rule out a stray shower closer to the I-95 cold mostly cloudy. Tonight Low's tomorrow morning in the 50s. Tomorrow afternoon getting near 70 with winds continuing to gust. It could reach 30 miles an hour tomorrow. New UF Weather Center, meteorologist, Megan Borowski.
0: Sunday. Baker Mayfield and the surging Buccaneers will be looking to string three wins in a row when they invade Lambeau Field for a showdown with Jordan Love and the Packers. Hotball Evans at the 5, to the three, two, one. 2, 1, touchdowns, Bay! There you go, fire the can, it's Mike Evans! Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1. Hey, listen up! Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Pass, set, kill. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
10: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
1: If you're an NFL person, Before the week started, if I told you that Zach Wilson and Tommy Tommy DeFito would be named the Offensive Players of the Week in the NFC and the AFC, how much money would you have given me to take those odds? They, in fact, were named that. Miracles never cease. Uh, What's up?
11: Hey Steve, Happy Holidays! Yeah, same
1: to you, Tennessee Mike.
11: Uh, really enjoy uh, anytime Coach Spurrier's on. I know y'all get spoiled and get him on all the time, but boy, if you like excellence in football, it's, you can't get enough of listening to the Coach. Agreed. I want to play off. Want to play off that a little bit, Steve? But I got a heads up for you. I usually listen to your show enough. He
1: a really nice guy off the court. Draymond Green, just get the hell out of the NBA. Just, just get out of the NBA. I mean, a flagrant two. He does this stuff seemingly all the time. When is the NBA going to finally say with him enough is enough? And again, he might be a great guy. Never interviewed him, but I'm just talking about what I see. And, you know, this is just getting really old, and it's not doing uh, the NBA any good at all. Um, And then, look. I understand sometimes you want to make political points, but this whole thing about now the Florida Attorney General investigating Florida State's, you know, exclusion from the top four, please, you have nothing better to do than that. The Attorney General, who, by the way, is a gator, Ashley Moody, is doing this, um, and this is way past my pay grade, but let me just tell you what she's doing here. The state's antitrust division is sending a civil investigative demand to the football committee for, quote, more information about the nature of possible contracts, conspiracies, and restraint of trade or monopolization of trade and commerce relating to anti-competitive effects of the college football playoff. Unquote. What the hell does that mean? Could somebody in English tell me, if, if you're a lawyer or, or something, what this is and why they are doing it? Um, she says, I guess because the NCA, any conference is subject to antitrust laws, but. Oof, she she's basically saying, Committee, are you involved in any anti-competitive conduct? Well, how are you gonna prove that? How are you gonna prove the committee said, Well, we don't want Florida State in there? We don't want them in there. She says the committee's decision reeks of partiality. So they're demanding answers, not only for FSU, but for all schools by God, teams, and fans of college football. In Florida, merit matters, she says. If it's attention they were looking for, the committee certainly has our attention now. I can imagine those committee people are just shaking and quaking today. Oh, my God, Ashley Moody's coming after us.
10: What are we going to do? Oh, no. We have to put FSU in the playoff. Oh, no.
1: There's so many more things, so many more things that government could do to help people instead this good grief Um, the uh, transfer portal active the Miami quarterback Van Dyke going to Wisconsin and uh, there's going to be a lot of other ones ukulele uh, Lele is going to Florida State to visit didn't didn't pull the trigger there yet, but going there uh, to visit. So Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, going to join us in about five minutes, ten minutes. He's had an active, since he last did inside the huddle, he's gone to the college football uh, awards where Tim Tebow went to the Hall of Fame. Went to the Heisman Award. Went to see some of his family, went to see Bubba. Understand, so I'll ask him about that. And uh what he thinks the uh state of college football is. Um, all right, we will take your phone calls three nine two eight two five five email s Russell at WRUF dot com. Yesterday we had a really good show. And again, shows today, tomorrow, Friday, we're done until Uh, after the holidays. But a lot of discussion, obviously, around... And and tonight, by the way, is the SEC schedule reveal when the entire football schedule is going to be uh, announced. So there you are. And how about if you're a Rays fan, the Dodgers discussing a move or Tyler, can you imagine, let me ask you a question. If you were a czar of a sports league, do you, would you have a cap on what, a salary cap? Would you have a cap on what teams can spend? Or would you let them spend freely? I mean, the Dodgers just, now, granted, Otani did defer a lot of his money. And that's really going to help the Dodgers. Really going to help them. But I don't care, deferred or not, we're talking 700 million schlamollies sl- here. And now they're going after Glasgow. And I don't know. Um, what is Tampa going to get in return? The Rays remain competitive despite the fact they continue to jettison players. They're going to be making uh, money. They get rid of them. And then they just reload and give them credit um, for doing what they do. Could Nebraska flip Rayola from Georgia, the quarterback, the five-star? Now – for those who don't know, he is taking a visit to Nebraska. Um he's from Georgia. But he's got ties to Nebraska. His father played at Nebraska. His uncle is the offensive line coach at Nebraska. So we'll see I'm also going to tell you this. I'm going to be very careful here in what I say, but I want you, I've had so many people email me over the past few weeks, months, about uh, Transfer Portal, about NIL, all of that. Here's the thing. If I were somebody with the University of Florida, if possible, I'm talking to you here. I hear, I sit here every day, and I hear the pulse of this fan base. And what I'm hearing is I am... Really confused about Florida victorious. I'm confused about how much money is being doled out. I'm confused about where Florida is in terms of money with the rest of the you know the football world and all not just football but athletic world when it comes to that. Bottom line is, and I've told you this before. Florida has a lot of different entities that deal with fundraising. Gator Boosters, Florida Victorious, among others. And they all seem to be working parallel. That doesn't, in my view, help. And wouldn't it be great if somebody could come on here and say, this is what we're doing, this is how we're doing it, this is what the market is bearing. This is what we have to do to be competitive. But it's hard. And when the, the previous organization to Florida Victorious, remember, I had an athlete on here every week based on that, and they gave they got some NIL money to do it. But as soon as it sort of changed to Florida Victorious, that stopped. And again, no no real, this is what we're doing. I share the frustration of fans who don't understand this. I share the frustration of fans who just want to know what Florida is doing in terms of this. We'll see. Coach Spurrier joins us next, Twelve thirteen. 13 Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, <clears throat> WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar uh, is our producer today. How about the news about Bill Belichick? Huh? I'm telling you, no one's safe. And look, I don't care what you did. It's what have you done for me lately? So I certainly understand what the issue is here, and we'll see if Belichick is indeed let go at the end of the year. Um. He may be...
11: ...to the show over lunch. And uh, are you hearing this buzz about Kirby Smart and the Patriots?
1: Sure. That would be... That that makes sense. But, you know, where there's smoke, how much fire is there? And, you know, again, he would leave his alma mater. But to the point I asked Coach Spurrier about, if you get a chance to coach in the NFL, you don't have to do NIL, you don't have to do recruiting, any of that stuff. So... Does he, does he think, well, I won two championships and I've really helped out my alma mater, so here's my, here's my time? Who knows?
11: Yeah, that's kind of how it hit me when I heard the news, Steve, is that I, he's just probably angling for a raise and all that. But then I got to thinking about all the NIL, NIL headaches these days. And, um, you know, you think about Coach Spurrier, or Coach Saban, a lot of these guys want to get that on their resume, head coach in the NFL, and um, that's kind of a vanity thing, a big... You know, it's the, there are only 32 of those jobs. It's the mountaintop of the profession. And a lot of times you go to the NFL and you uh, don't make it, there's always a college job waiting on you on the comeback. Urban Meyer.
1: Yeah. I, but, you know, some guys are, are college coach. You know, Coach Burrier tried it, obviously, and it didn't work. And so sometimes college coaches do get the itch to see, you know, can I do it in the NFL? Can I be just as successful? So... But, I mean, that... The the link of that, just, just his name being floated, makes sense.
11: Yeah. Well, general manager in the NFL, not in college. Moving along quickly here, Steve. Uh, Coach Aspire mentioned Michael Penix, Jr. You know, in recruiting, sometimes the cookie crumbles for your team or against. I was unaware that Michael Penix had any kind of Florida uh, background, but his uh, parents were uh, big Tennessee connections. I think he even went to Tennessee. Michael Penix, Jr., Steve, committed to Tennessee, one of the first things under Butch Jones, one of the first things Pruitt did was call the dude up and said, hey, man, we're jerking your scholarship. That's how he got to Indiana. He goes to Indiana stays hurt the whole time, pushes the reset button again, and that's how he hit Washington. And now Washington hit the power ball, and they're in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, Penix was always a good player. When he was healthy, he didn't stay healthy at Indiana. He stayed healthy with Washington.
11: I can't imagine I know he's got a left handed delivery and maybe a little different passing motion. I'm not an expert to know, but how could you look at Michael Penix any time and say, Man, we don't want you on our team? I, I, mean, I,
12: look, I can't
11: imagine that guy not being good in high school. I think he might have even been a three star out of out of high school. You wonder about that. Maybe he was inaccurate or something. But how would you ever jerk a scholarship from Michael Penix Junior? Yeah. Uh, last thing for you, Steve. Um we don't talk a lot about high school recruiting any much anymore because of the portal and the changes in the sport. But I'm pretty interested in this lagway deal. Um with Elko showing up out there at Texas A and M speaking of the reset button, um that's gonna be a shootout at the OK Corral over the next two weeks, isn't it? Perhaps.
1: Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll see.
11: Yeah. Um, Walter Nolan, speaking of Texas A&M, Steve was the, referred to as uh, a year or two back in the cycle as the most important recruit to come out of Tennessee since Reggie White. Tennessee went all in on him. Texas A&M swooped into town, stroked the check, and he wound up at uh, Texas A&M. I think these days might be uh, who pays Lagway the most.
1: Maybe. Well, and look, this is this is how it's changed, right? You can certainly say I'm verbally committed to X school. And I'm telling you this now, Lagway's already being paid, bottom line, already being paid. So with that, Mike Elko comes in, A&M has all these resources, Uh, he's been back in contact with him, hey, come visit, Uh, what are they paying you? Well, we'll pay you this. I mean, that's, that's the test of where this is.
11: Yeah, and, you know, with the freedom of movement and no rules, was it Quinn years, got a, over a million dollars from Ohio State, never played a down for him, and went off to uh, Texas? You, you almost look at a guy like that and say, is he really coming to join our team? Is he just coming for some NIL money, and is he going to smoke us in 12 months?
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hang in there, Steve. Yep, thank you for your call. Um, I think Lagway's supposed to be in Gainesville this weekend. I, I think that's – somebody can correct me it was a recruiting, but I think I'm right. Uh, Byron, Hello.
9: Hey, Steve, might be a little biased, man. That's Tennessee. I think that guy's been calling you for 20-something years, uh, uh, ever since it seemed like I've been listening, and really intelligent. And yesterday, Steve, I think it was someone called about the NFL and that was hit to the helmet while he watched basketball. Intelligent answer. So just shout-out to your callers, man. Very intelligent uh, uh, callers, and I'm not trying to put myself in there. And, Steve, my thing about the Gator program, I would like to say – uh, Coach Spurrier and that, that Pennix thing was really neat. Uh, that guy in Pasco County, man, proud of the guy. I wish he would have won the Heisman, but well-deserving for the guy from LSU. And uh, real real quick, Steve, I, I just look back when Coach Spurrier and them came in, and that was like to me for a segue, it, we we didn't have any hope. I didn't. I mean, other people might have believed. And he turned it around. Coach, Coach Pell started it. And and we thought we had reached the pinnacle. Basketball, Steve, we knew when we went back-to-back, back, that was not a traditional thing. We knew the Kentuckys and those were coming back. But we thought we had reached the pinnacle and we were, had arrived. And now look and see that we might play the three Florida teams, and we worried. We I never thought we would be worried to play maybe Florida State, but Miami and Central Florida. And I even wonder if we could beat South Florida, Steve. So that's why – I have this feeling of doubt, and thank you for taking my call, Gold Gators.
1: Byron, thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email S Russell at wruf dot com. Uh, in about uh, ten minutes or so, Beale's football coach Chuck Bell is going to join us. Even though I coached at the high school level, sometimes when the Florida High School Activities Association votes to do something, I get really, really confused, and they've done that again. And I'm really, really confused. So hopefully Chuck is going to decipher what they've done. They've they've changed classifications again. You know, it it used to be back in my day, if you were in a district, when I coached baseball, you're in District X, you played your district tournament. If you won your district tournament, you qualified for playoffs. Well, now even runners-up can do that. And now there's all these... You know, it's one metro, one rural, one I mean, the suburban. There's all these different classifications. If you watched any of the high school games the other day, uh, there was, it was was good football, right? But he'll explain all of this. Kenny says, fans are making it harder to recruit. Many are giving other schools plenty of help pulling kids in that we're in the hunt for. At this point, the university must do two things develop a podcast that has someone outlining the way uh, an NIL in depth. With that money, can and can't be used for. Explain perhaps another release, what booster fees can and can't be used for. People still aren't getting it. The AD needs to come out end of season and firmly state what he feels Napier's doing the right way, that his tenure is not in jeopardy from his standpoint, and recruits can be sure that coach will continue as long as he continues to grow the program. Scott Strickland's going to be here January 4th. Maybe he will. You know, I, I think most athletic directors, though, Kenny, to be very blunt with you, um, don't want to say that. Because then by saying it, there's the implication that there's trouble. Right? I'm telling you, Billy Napier's here. Okay, what is that going to do? What's that going to do? He's here. And if you say that, and then a year later he leaves, you look kind of foolish. So I think that's part of the reasons why ADs don't do a lot of that. Todd says, Billy may well land a top-10 class in recruits. He may very well land some good portal transfers. I don't see where we're progressing in player development in the on-field product. He thinks Florida goes 4-8 and eight next year. And when fans and administration become far too frustrated, I see us buying out Billy like we have Mullen and McElwain, May or may not be Napier's fault. I really don't hear or see details on what he's doing to help a situation other than being told to trust the process. Fans want to know specifics for something to hang their hopes on. I'm sure, I sure hope in time I'm proven wrong. This is how it feels at this point in time. Well, Todd, I think the point you just make is this point in time because your four and eight is based on what? Right? You have a new coach, in the secondary, who I think is going to do a good job. They can't be worse, can they? And we don't know what the team is, makeup is, who's going to be on it. But I, I I see where you're coming from. 12.43, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 981 FM, 850
0: AM, WIUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, W.
1: The best financial institution for Florida health care workers who I'm talking directly to right now and your family to help save money now and in the future, that place, FICARE Federal Credit Union. I've done my banking there for over 30 years. You can start a new money 12-month CD with a 5.35% annual percentage yield with a $10,000 minimum deposit or a checking account that pays 5% annual percentage yield. And you can get you choose rewards for both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards as well. That's all from FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org.
5: Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to
10: anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work. With 0% financing available, visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
5: Seatbelts are your
10: first line of defense on the
5: road, but they only save lives when worn, and worn correctly. In Florida, it's the law. All drivers, all front seat passengers, and all passengers under 18 must fasten their seatbelts. So, during those long holiday trips, everyone in the vehicle must remain safely buckled at all times. From highway to holiday, arrive alive this season. For more tips, visit FLHSMV.gov holiday. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
0: The WRUF radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: Sometimes there are changes made by the Florida High School Activities Association. Uh, they just met yesterday and they voted to move off of the current football classification system with metro and suburban divisions and go back to seven classes, 1A to 7A. All will this take place, I believe, starting in 2024. Beholds football coach Chuck Bell. Here to help me sift through this and let you know, as fans, what may happen here. First, though, Chuck, I want to congratulate you on a terrific year. A, a really tough way to lose, but you know, in the big picture, a terrific year. So, congratulations to you and the kids.
13: Steve, thank you so much. Great to be back on with you. Um, yeah, it was a it was an awesome ride. Um, we we set a lot of set a lot of records in the year. Um, it'll it'll be a senior class that's remembered for a long, long time at Viewholtz. Um, it was a great first year for me. So yeah, no, it's it's always tough when, when you don't get to win your last game when when you when you come up short of your ultimate goal. But uh, no uh, no no shame in a one point loss to a state champ. And uh, we'll get back to the grindstone here in January and try to do it again.
1: All right, let's talk about what the FHSEA FHSAA has done here. It seems a little odd, Chuck, that in one year they changed this. So, for those who don't know who follow high school football, can you sort of elaborate on what the changes are?
13: Sure. So, um, so I'll backtrack for you a little bit, and, yeah. and let me, and I'll explain what the cha- what we changed to two years ago, and what the thinking is there. So, two years ago, we uh, we voted and passed the idea um, that playoff football and classifications would be split amongst metro and suburban classes. So, it went from the old style of um, one through eight A's um, till we changed it to then uh, over the last two years there's been um, one through four M for one through four metro one through four S and that's your suburban schools. so um, the idea is that in those four metro classifications based on the school enrollment all schools from the metro areas in Florida so it was Duval County, Hillsborough County, uh, Pinellas, um the or- the Orlando counties, and then Miami-Dade and Broward. Those schools would only compete against each other in the, in the state playoffs. You could still play them in the regular season, but they were only going to be together in the playoffs. And then from there, the schools would be split in the suburban classifications amongst all the other counties in the state. Um, and-, and that was done on enrollment in both of those. So the idea being why they went to that was that – um you know, over the last 15, 20 years, there was a lot of statistical evidence that the majority of state champions, and we're talking 80 to 85 percent of state champions over the last 15 years prior, had all come from metro areas. Um, and the idea, again, being that, well, it's not about school enrollment. It's They've found even it's not as much about public-private and, and the people's minds who've done all the research. It's about when you live in a county that has a greater population to pull from. Well, then that means that you have the you have a better ability. So in Miami Dade, when you have millions of people in the county, well, you if you technically live in Miami Dade and with the open enrollment era, you can who you have to pick and choose from is much different than what an Alachua County school would have to pick and choose from. um, Even though we are both under the open enrollment umbrella. So um, what that's resulted in is over the last two years, um, the statistics show that we had uh, one-third less running clock games in the playoffs. So in in high school football, once you go up by 35 points in the second half of a game, um, the clock runs continuously, sort of a a mercy rule type deal. So we eliminated that by one-third of the games, and then we almost doubled the number of games that finished as one-score games. So we played a lot closer games, And we played a lot fewer total blowout games. Exactly what the change was meant to do. Um, However, um, I think sort of the the groundswell in this is that um, Miami-Dade took a hit. They only had one school win a state championship this past year. um, And they had become accustomed to Miami-Dade schools sort of carrying, winning five, six of the nine state championships. Um, So, you know, that's, that's the, that's the background behind it. So, um, they, they voted yesterday to eliminate the suburban Metro split. And, uh, and unfortunately the, the meeting by all accounts, um, it was a public meeting that I, that I viewed as well. Um, it, it didn't, it didn't seem as though the board of directors was very well versed on what they were voting on. Um, the meeting was, was rather haphazard. Um, it, it, they made a gigantic change in the state without providing very many stats why we were going back to this change um so there's a lot of people up in arms right now, Steve a lot of people
1: yeah, and that's what and i'm not knocking them i mean i, I I'm sure this was not an easy thing to do, but this has sort of happened before in my opinion when you know when they vote it there's a, there's some confusion you know why you're doing what you're doing it it's not exactly clear um now, is this set in stone, Chuck? Is this the way it's. Is there a chance to revisit this, or is this what it's going to be?
13: Um, you know, I, I don't think it's. I, I don't know that it. I know that from an FHSA standpoint, the decision is made in their minds. They're moving forward, they're trying to. The next step in this is, hey, I don't even know what my district is right now. I don't know what my <laughs> classification is right now, yeah. so I can't schedule a single game. Wow. Um, and until that happens, I can't schedule a single game. Um, so I think right now, in the FHSA's mind, hey, the vote's over. We're tr- they're trying to get the districts and the classification set so people can start to hopefully have a schedule getting started here by by January. Um, but you know, I i'll be honest i i've this is i've this has been a, a hot topic this morning on, on my phone i've been uh dealing i've been having college coaches come in and out and in between college coaches coming by to recruit buholtz high school i've been fielding calls from other coaches in the state um that are that are also unhappy i think that the fhsa might have might have created quite a stir here and um you know, I, I know that there's some coaches that are that are trying to to, to sort of band together and to unite um, and and bring a united voice and a united front to the FHSAA um, and continue to ask and show evidence why Metro Suburban was so good for the state um, and just really trying to figure out why this change was made. Other than it, it really just feels like I I likened it to this. It feels like if if the Metro suburban split was a restaurant that the FHSA got a few bad Google reviews, a couple <laughs> of one star reviews on their Google page. And they said, well, we, we got to figure out something to do real fast. And um, they, they catered to, they catered to a vocal minority rather than uh, rather than going by the empirical evidence, by the statistics um, and, and doing something that's well thought out. Because frankly, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest, Arguments against the suburban metro, uh, the suburban metro split that I do see, I do see validity in. Well, the number one was that 2M, 2Metro had a split between 600 and 1600 in their enrollment. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of different schools that fall in between 600 and 1600. So, um, I think that they could have easily added another metro classification to alleviate that. Um, and we could have crowned 10 state champions next year. And I don't think anybody would have batted an eyelash saying, well, I've, we've now devalued the Florida state championship because we're crowning 10 instead of 9. Um, because, in, in fact, Steve, we're not going back to the way it was. We're reverting even further back because when two, in 2020 we had 1 through 8A with a one with a run rural classification. Well, now we're going to 1 through 7A. Um, so, you know, I, I'm looking at it and Buholtz I think will probably be, I'm just, this is a guess. Yeah. We, we, we have about 2,200. I think that we'll be in a classification. We'll be in the largest classification. So we'll be on the low end of it. We'll be competing against schools that are probably that have over 3000 students in it.
1: Wow. Last question, a, a guy, uh, Jim has a question for you. He said, um, what does this do to districts? Will, will districts mean anything?
13: Yes. So that's, if there's one positive that comes out of yesterday's vote, Steve, it's this is that um the f h s a tried to do away with district play or mandated district play um that was actually voted down um there was kind of a there was a proposal that we that we that you don't have to play district teams um and then you play and then at the end of eight games, they rank you and on one week's notice, you have to play against somebody in your district in a district tournament so um, I, I'm not aware of any other state in the country that w- does anything like that. So I'm very, very glad that that got done away with. And what that means for us is that well, I'm going to be able to find games to schedule, Steve, because in North Florida, when there's not very many big schools around, if I would have had to fill a schedule of eight to 10 games with nobody being required to play us, um, that would have meant that Buholtz would have been traveling to South Florida on a regular basis. And, um, from us, for us financially, that's, a Every time we run a charter bus, it's probably about two to three thousand dollars per bus. so if we take two x ex- i mean even two extra charter bus trips, you're talking about adding ten to twelve thousand dollars in expenses to our budget um it it would have been a total mess so to no. answer Jim's question, districts will still matter in high school football um and teams will still be required to play everybody that they're put in a district with
1: that's I'm glad uh, that's old school, but I'm glad it's that way Chuck, I appreciate you coming on and Cause it's it's kind of complicated, but you did you know sort it out. So I appreciate you doing it. Thank you. If we don't talk. Have a great holiday.
14: Thanks, Steve. You too. You,
1: you got it, Chuck. Chuck Bell sorting through all this stuff the FHSAA did yesterday. Um, by the way, uh, Cody, Joe, and Mark uh, emailed me about what Lagway tweeted out, which I saw too. About you know one week till I become a Gator. All I'm saying is. And I think he's going to be. I'm not. I'm not intimating anything because I think he is going to end up here. But you just don't know in this day and age. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Peyton says I've said it once. I'll say it again. If Florida fires Napier after three years, they're no different than what Tennessee was pre hypel or what Nebraska is now. The fallen legend who sits at the end of the bar and brags about the good old days, Greg. Knowing everything we knew back when coach Mullen was let go by UF and Napier was hired, did you see two consecutive bowl-less seasons for Napier's first two years at Florida? No. No. I don't think anybody saw that. I don't think anybody saw that. Now, could you have foreseen, you know, 6 and 6 or 7 and 5? Y- y- yes, but bowl-less seasons, Greg? No, I don't think anybody would have thought that. Darrell says if Lagway were to flip to A&M, it wouldn't surprise me the way the Portland NIL is nowadays. That heat would really turn up on Napier, but there isn't a thing he can do about it because A&M has more money than Florida. I I would, I'm going to just say this, I'd be shocked. I mean, he's been Florida all along. And look, the comparison's been made to Rayola. Rayola has family at Nebraska. Family. That's a little bit different. I mean, he's been a Georgia guy for a long time, lives in Georgia now, but you can certainly understand what the connection is there from that uh, point of view. Um, hour number two coming up. We hope you will join us and call us and talk some sports. Our thanks this hour to Beulah's football coach Chuck Bell for talking about what the FHSAA has just decided to do and to the ball coach, Steve Spurrier, for joining us as well. Hour two coming up. Talk sports. Stay with us. Want to hear from you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: W251 CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
1: Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now and make 2024 the year you are back to living a normal life again. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients around the country, people who had knee and back pain, shoulder pain, who were able to get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds as well. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550 352-400-4550 At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center there's always
4: excitement around football, family and the first hint of the fall season Family owned and operated since 1975 the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas and electric stoves and fireplaces Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets and more The Woodstove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit WoodstoveFlorida.com.
5: Get free martial arts training at Okito America. Sign up for a 2024 martial arts class and get the rest of 2023 free. Empower your children and build their character at Okito America Martial Arts. Don't let your kids sit around doing nothing this holiday break. Start their martial arts journey now at either of Okito's two Gainesville locations or the newest Okito in Tech City, serving Alachua, High Springs, and North Gainesville. Learn more at okitoamerica.com. That's
15: okitoamerica.com. As we wrap up the year and usher in the next, it's a perfect time to reflect on what truly matters: the people we love the most. This year, resolve to keep them safer than ever with Simply Safe Home Security. I trust Simply Safe with my own home and man cave and recommend it to everyone I know. Save 20% on your new system with a Fast Protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. com. there is no safe like Simply Safe. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com tire slash Dan. TireRack.com.
0: The way tire buying should be. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Our 2 of Sports Scene begins now on this Wednesday. Jose Tovar is our producer today. We appreciate his work and we appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us. Remember, if you can't listen now, can always listen uh, later on, anytime. Coach Spurrier was here. Uh, tomorrow, Trevor Sykema from Pro Football Focus. We'll talk a little National Football League and maybe about the future of Bill Belichick. Who would have thought five years ago we'd ever be talking about the future of Bill Belichick in New England based on wins and losses? Happens pretty quickly. We'll take your calls, questions, comments, 3928255. You can email uh s Russell at WRUF.com. Uh PG will start us. PG Hi. Hey man.
8: Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. So a couple things. Everybody on that stage was a transfer quarterback, besides obviously Harrison, the receiver. And then I'm looking back and I'm like, man, I, I can hardly remember a quarterback in college that wasn't a transfer, and sometimes a two like Penix is a two time. Transfer. I I mean, you're almost – if you're investing in in the Ewers types, like when you went to Ohio State, you're almost better waiting on them later and getting them in the portal. Um, Because I just – off the top of your head, can you think of a top quarterback over the last two to three years that was a signee with anybody? I'm sure you can, but it's – Not top of my
1: head, no.
8: Yeah, so it goes the other way. So if you're in business – and you're looking at things from that, you know, from statistical, you know, angles, it'd be, be probably better off not bringing a guy in, working him, you know, he's five-star, you pay him a bunch of money, you develop him, and then he goes somewhere else and stars. It's, it's just kind of what you're seeing. It's a trend, but it's, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, the other thing is that I've talked to you about this before, but this transfer window, the transfer portal window already starting, so, like, Florida, by not going to a bowl game, you would think, and the staff that they have dedicated towards this kind of thing, the, the portal management side up over there, they're ahead of the game. But you got teams still playing. If you're in a New York Six Bowl and you've got, you know, guys on that team that want to transfer, they'd have to give up on their team or even on the playoff team to, to go into the portal now. And you saw a couple of them, many um, not many. I just, and I know the semester starts in January and you want to get into your school, but – How do you feel about the actual timing of the window?
1: Well, if you remember, they changed it to where it is now. I don't think there is a good time to do it, quote. But I don't mind where it is now because I believe I'm correct in this. If you are in one of these final games here, you get some extra days. I think you get four or five extra days. Somebody can fact check me there but I think I'm right when it comes to the the teams that are involved in the playoff.
8: Okay. And and I, you know, I was, I'm I'm a middle tier age here. So I'm not like this big old school guy. I'm not a big new school guy. I didn't like the early early signing day because what did it turn into? That is actually signing day. The post signing day is to kind of fill your class. And there's some guys that last though. that the original, what we used to deal with in February. But now it's like, you know, you got coaches coaching. I mean, I just think the exhaustion for these college coaches, and I like what Spurrier said earlier. Thank you for having him on. He was quick to say, you know, these guys will do it. They'll put up with what they got to. There's a lot of guys that want to coach. I just think it's a lot on a staff, the the timing of all these things. And that's that's the one thing I wanted to bring up. Last thing, take it off the air. What does your gut tell you? And I know it's early, and you keep saying wait till the roster's filled, and you said that with basketball, too. But what do you think the number is Florida's going to sign out of the portal? To be competitive.
1: Oh. I don't know that it's number, because you can sign a lot of people who don't do well. And then what do you have? I think it's more the quality of the people that you sign. And then the next step, PG, obviously is how do they do? I'll give you an example. George, right? He was recruited by Alabama. And I think, you know, most people would think Nick Saban's you know, he and his staff know what they're doing. It just, I mean, he played. So, I mean, if you want, it's all how you judge it. If you are a portal signee and you play significant time, is that deemed to be a successful portal signee? I guess in one respect you can say that, but then you also have to judge when you played, how well did you play? And that brings up another, you know, set of standards. So, I think it's more about how you do as opposed to who you sign. And,
8: and I, and the re, yeah, I agree. And, I, and the reason I say that is that you kind of feel like the team probably needs between five probably five to ten depth guys at the very least, and then hopefully a, a couple difference makers. I mean, I don't think you'll get Cyrus Torrance out of the portal. That was great. He was all American. But guys that, that you know, maybe not all SEC, but close, teams. you know, something. So, well, let me anyways, give another appreciate example. It, man.
1: Mitchell, right from Ohio State. Tejada, yeah. Yeah. So not much. I so mean, does that
8: surprise you that they missed on a lot of guys? I mean, uh, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, cause, I mean, it does look like that. it's uh, uh, when you look at that class, but then you can say Pierce all the year before or Cyrus Torrance. You know, the right back. Yeah,
1: man. yeah. They got some good ones. But, but he, knew he knew those guys. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a little. I mean, he's. Playing for it, a little bit different than, you know. But, yeah, I mean, again, it's all how you judge it. Did they play some? Yes. Did they contribute? Yes. Were they great pickups? No. I I think the answer is no.
8: I think Cam Jackson was a nice
1: player. Yeah. He's not a star. Nice player. Yes. Those are the kind of guys
8: I think, and I'm giving a number. My number is five to ten. I really think the team needs that going into year three. So, anyway, thank
1: you, man. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it.
12: Mike, welcome. Oh, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to revisit the FHS idea, if you don't mind. I think something that was lost in the analysis was the fact that 1M through 4M, the, the metro uh, divisions, are all won by private schools who can heavily recruit the metro counties so the public schools can't compete with them anymore. And if they're getting rid of 1R, so when our schools were threatening to bolt it, they didn't get their own public school classification for the small schools. So if, that would mean that Hawthorne would have to compete with some somebody with like, a, say, Hollywood Shaman Madonna, which won 1 a.m., and their closest game in the playoffs was 40 to nothing. So they're going to go back to a system that was broken. And I don't know how you're going to do it now because the public schools, if there's an open – Ability to go out and recruit anybody you want Even if you're a public school It's going to be like the NCAA The schools that want to throw out money and effort And start contacting kids all over their county Are going to start stockpiling talent And we're not going to have an even field anymore It'll be the private schools Plus some of the wealthier public schools That want to put a lot of effort into winning And it's going to be like a mini version Of the chaos we see in the NCAA right
1: now I But I think, Mike, I believe I'm right in this. I think they're keeping the rural classification, though. Great. Okay. I, they're they're, they're, they're going to do uh, 1A through 7A, but I believe they're keeping the rural classification.
12: Well, it, that means that two uh, 1A through 7A are going to be an open competition for, for the best athletes, regardless of whether you're public or private school. Now, private schools are probably going to dominate in the top three or four classes now. You know, this is a down year for what's worth for Aquinas. They would have been in the same classification as Buholz and Lakeland. I think Lakeland was better than Aquinas, but one year, about five years ago, Aquinas beat Lakeland 56-7 to 7 in the finals, and they just won their fifth title in a row. And now you've got Columbus dominating at 8A, which is what they would be in, or 7A, And I just don't see any hope.
1: We need to go toward a public-private split, I think, like most states do. Okay. Thank you for your call, Mike. Appreciate it. Tony, welcome to Sports Scene.
16: Hey, What's up, buddy? Hey. Um, Real quick, before I get to my comment, man, uh, Coach Spurrier brought up a memory of mine, man, that that Nick's to Frank Sanders touchdown took place right in front of me in the student section, one of the few L's that I took as a student, Hmm. thanks to Coach Spurrier. That was one of the few L's, but... Not a very good memory. That was a gut punch that game. Um, Steve, with regards to the real quick, just on what PG brought up there, you know, Florida is one of five teams in the SEC that didn't make a bowl. So we should have had a head start in this whole portal thing, but we're the only one out of the five teams that doesn't have a portal commitment yet, Steve. The other, the other four teams have three or two commits each. So, um, close we'll start, so if you're telling me we're probably going to get more of what we got last year in the portal, maybe get a Graham merch, you know, maybe get um, a Jackson who might help on uh, the line, but then you're going to get a whole bunch of mid, Steve, a whole bunch of guys that probably aren't SEC caliber like what we got in last class last year, and that's not good enough, Steve. That's just not good enough, period, and I think everybody could agree on that. Um, listen, as far as the recruiting class goes, I think Billy ends up in the just outside 10. I think he ends up like 11 or 12. I think still same. the five-star from Texas, is gone. I think Amaris Williams, the very high, almost five-star defensive lineman from, I think, North Carolina, he's gone. Um, I think we hang on to Lagway, and I think we hang on to LJ McCray, the two studs from uh, the quarterback and the defensive lineman. But, I, but losing those other two guys, it's going to probably push the class of 10 to 11 um, or 12. Um, Steve, it's funny that you brought up the issue with, um, Florida Victorious and the athletes. I've been meaning to ask you that for about a month, but the topics get going so much on your show that I've kind of just put it to the back burner, but you answered that today. I've been wondering if they didn't show the Steve Russell show any love like the Gator Collective had. Um, and you know what? It gets me just thinking, Steve, you know, it's I was to ask you, Steve, Steve, who's in charge of this program? Like the whole athletic program from everything, sports,
1: money, setting the tone. Who sets that tone, Steve? Who would that be? Well, I mean, usually that's the athletic. I mean, the old days hey, that was the athletic director. Yeah.
16: yeah, that's what I would imagine too. And it looks like to me for the last four or five years, Steve, it's been a couple coaches in football. You know, um, it looks to me like that whole program over there just—it's kind of like a rudderless ship, Steve. And. I've had a couple big boosters who who are privy to some meetings, and they told me that um, the athletic director, out of his mouth, he said, hey, we're Florida. We don't got to pay like that. And you know what? Is it true? I think it, it, it has the ring of being probably true because if you think about it, there's a lot of people at the UAA that have been there a long time, Steve. I mean, Jeremy Foley's still around there. He's like A.D. Meritorious or something like that. And there's people that when I was in school back in 92 to 95 that were running around with Jeremy Foley are still there today. Now, I've gone and had a career. I've retired and I call you every day. And there's people there that are still there for like 30 plus years. I think there's a mindset at the UAA, Steve. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's a cancer, but there's definitely a mindset there, which I think needs to be uprooted. And I think you need to get a whole new set of people in there with new ideas. And um, I think that is the core of the issue when it's all said and done, Steve.
1: Okay. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate you, the buddy. call. Uh, Kevin, get right to you. 116 time check brought to you by Hey Chilery ESPN, 98.1 FM, fifty AM,
0: WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening. To ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
4: Wings are here. Oh, from No, I'd never order from anymore. Popeyes now has wings in five flavors. Ghost pepper, roasted garlic parmesan, sweet and spicy, signature hot, and honey barbecue. Marinated in Louisiana spices, hand-battered and flipped. Makes no sense, they're $5.99 for six pieces. Taste them.
8: Mmm, crunchy outside.
4: And juicy inside.
8: Consider me a convert.
4: That's the most romantic thing you've said to me all month. We don't make sense. We make chicken.
11: Price may vary. Boost Mobile has given families the holiday gift they really want. When you switch to Boost, you get an iPhone 11 for only 49.99 or a free Samsung Galaxy A23. You get amazing service too because only Boost switches between the top networks to give you the best service. So stop by a Boost Mobile store and give the gift of Boost. That's an iPhone 11 for 49.99 or a free Samsung Galaxy A23. Get yours at a Boost Mobile store today. Visit boostmobile.com for details. New customers and in-store only. Requires auto pay and ID verification. Other restrictions apply. See
4: participating
1: dealers for details. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell to tell you about the best financial institution for Florida healthcare workers and their families to save money now and in the future. That place, the place I've done my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. Start a new money 12-month CD with a 5.35% annual percentage yield with a $10,000 minimum deposit or start a checking account that pays 5% annual percentage yield. And you can get you choose rewards for both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards. That's all from FICARE Federal Credit Union online at Every year,
4: millions of people find a health plan at healthcare.gov during open enrollment. They enjoy more doctor visits, "Ah." pick up prescriptions, and find the care they need. With the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 a month or less with financial help. Final deadline to enroll is January 16th. Healthcare.gov is here for millions, like you paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
10: Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here for my friends at Quality Plumbing, helping to wish you a joyous Christmas season. And with the new year almost here, we hope you and your family have a lot to celebrate. The Quality Plumbing family is looking forward to celebrating 40 years in business in 2024, four decades serving the Gator Nation with reliable, friendly, and expert service. Take it from me and trust the pros at Quality Plumbing. For 40 years, their name really does say it all.
0: We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app.
9: This is Gatorhead Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: Unlike the guess who, who have no time, we have time for you and your phone calls, just like Kevin's. Kevin, hello. Hey, how are you doing?
14: All right. Quick question. I know there's a few callers calling in about how come we don't have um, portal signs yet. I'm just wondering if Napier thinks there's going to be better players once the bowl teams are done, if that's what he's waiting on. Your thoughts, and I'll hang up. Okay.
1: Say that one more time, Kevin. You you, you kind of clicked out a little bit there. Say that again.
14: Uh, about the bowl, you know, the portal's extended for the bowl teams. Uh huh. I'm just wondering, if, like Napier's wondering if there's going to be better players from the teams that are playing in the bowl. If that's what they're he's waiting on.
1: Um, maybe, but unless you have, you know, some kind of indication of who those players might be that's risky to me right right because yeah. you already know yeah. who's in the portal now if you wait right. then you know that that's to me that's that's a bit risky
7: okay good point thank
1: you have thank you. a great day yep thank you kevin good question uh chris says i'm a dodgers fan and i still hate the mlb payroll structure mlb and especially the players you to care nothing about fans the game are ensuring any type of competitive balance. If they did, they'd have a hard max and a minimum payroll. Not a certainty, but usually teams who have payroll on the top 10 are the ones who win the series. What the Rays do is clearly an anomaly. Kudos to them. You've ne- you'll never have a hard salary cap because of the fact the players' union has too much power. The bottom line is that no one's looking out for the fans or the game as a whole. It's only about money. Sadly, you could probably say that now about college football also. Um, he sent me the team payrolls in 2023. Texas was ninth, and they won. So and they were they were, they were 195 million. The Mets were 353 million and won nothing. Nothing. Zero. Uh, BB says, I think it mostly comes down to money. ETM was reported to be wanting to go to a school where he could win a championship. With a reported list of prospective schools include Miami, and we all know what about Ruiz. What's needed desperately is basically a state of the u a state of the union UF broadcast, telling supporters of the program and all the fans where we are financially in terms of the NIL and what amount of be needed to be competitive with the big boys. Openness would likely get. More donations. Daniel, I'm not against the upgrading in the swamp, but engaging in a $400 million improvement doesn't help with our NIL efforts. Why? The fundraising is going to compete with the big money donors. These donors will probably make some choice between giving millions to the facility or millions to the collective. Best case, it's split. Worst case, it's an either-or for the donor. On collectives, there was a recent New York Times article in the IRS having interest in investigating the not-for-profit designation of these collectives. Um, organizations that receive a non-profit designation and the subsequent tax write-offs for those million-dollar donations from donors are supposed to have some sort of community benefit. While some collectives like UF require athletes to do some trivial community service, it doesn't take much to pierce the veil of what the collectives all about. If they lose their not-for-profit status, And big-money donors don't get that large tax write-off. This might solve some of the Wild West of the NIL. I'm going to say this. I've been doing this more than 25 years. And I've obviously seen a lot change, a lot come and go. I've always been one that tries to uh, uh, at least acknowledge change and that change is inevitable. I don't care what it is. There's going to be change. You can either embrace it, hate it, whatever, but I've always tried to embrace it. I must tell you in all candor, there are days when this is not fun to do because of what's surrounding college sports. It, it's not about – I mean, it, it, it does end up being about winning and losing when all is said and done. It, it Like I've always said to you, when you sit down in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium – I don't think many of you are thinking, hmm, what's the NAL today? You're not. You're you're hoping your team wins. And the coach is being judged on winning and losing. But the money, the money that's in sports now is mind-boggling. And to think that a kid who hasn't played a snap Here is getting paid already to come to school is, again, mind-boggling. But you either embrace it or at least tolerate it or don't worry about it. I think the question now for anybody who's a college sports fan is, how do you embrace the change? How do you become or stay competitive in this crazy world we are in? Yeah, does a 17-year-old deserve all this money? Probably not. But if you were 17 years old and you could get this money, you would take it in five seconds. And don't tell me you wouldn't. You would. And that, that, that's what sort of saves me. Because on the surface of it, I'm right with you. Somebody who's 17 years old can't even vote is gonna make more money than me but again if that were me thank you because i'm good enough to get it if you're good enough to earn something at thirty and nobody has a problem with it well if you're good enough to earn it at seventeen so be it david hello
7: good afternoon steve but problem is we don't know if they are good enough to earn it you know this started out with they weren't supposed to make any money until they were on campus. That has gone the way of the dodo bird very quickly. But that's that's not really what I called about, Steve. Um, you know, I've been a Gator fan since nineteen sixty nine and the most shocking news I can ever remember was the day I heard that Spurrier was leaving the University of Florida. That to me was was shocking. But you know what? I mean if you put it in perspective with, let's just use D.J. Lackway, because um, you know, there's talk that maybe Texas A&M will try to give him more money to get him to go there. During Spurrier's tenure as the greatest coach and most beloved coach ever at the University of Florida, he never denied that he would listen if people wanted to talk to him about another job. He never denied it.
9: Mm
7: -hmm. In fact, he said hey, I would be foolish not to listen to him. So when you get one of these young men that, you know, they get an officer offer uh, to go somewhere, you certainly can't begrudge him for that. I'll say this about Lagway, Steve. He has been so committed to the University of Florida that I would be really surprised if he went. And I think the optics of him not coming to Florida would be much worse than him not actually coming to Florida. Your, what do you think?
1: Oh, if if he ends up not coming here after being committed as long as he has and tweeting out, you know, all the tweets he's done, oh, that is that is immeasurable, bad, immeasurably I bad.
7: I agree. I agree, Steve. And the thing about it is, the, the optics of him visiting other schools when he's trying to. Uh, Recruit people to come to Florida with him is not a good look either. That's not a good look.
1: Well, uh, he just tweeted out one week till I'm a gator or something to that effect. So
7: I know, and I think he honestly do believe he will be a gator. But you know what? I don't, I don't know about you, Steve, but if if you know somebody offered me a million dollars or two million to go to some place that I Probably not my first pick, but hey, they offer me a million dollars more. I'm going.
1: Well, so we'll, we'll see what ANM does if anything.
7: You certainly can't begrudge these young men when they do that. Have a great day, sir.
1: All right, David. Thank you. D, get right to you. 129 Time Check brought to you by Hayes, Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF.
0: From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
6: Well, I started using it about four or five months ago, and two or three months into it, I just kind of noticed one day I saw all of this extra hair growth around my widow's peak. That hair growth is probably about five inches all in that area that used to have absolutely no hair
4: at all. I don't think I'll ever stop using it.
3: Fantastic results, Marcy. Harem can absolutely regrow your hair by nourishing the scalp and repairing dormant and damaged hair follicles. Made for men and women and all hair types, Harem with 17 botanical plant actives has proven safe and effective in generating new hair growth whether it's a receding hairline, the crown of the head, or thinning hair. For a natural solution to regrow thicker, healthier hair, go to greatlifenow.com and see how you can get a free bottle of harem today. That's greatlifenow.com greatlifenow.com.
10: The only place in America where interest rates are going down is International Diamond Center. And due to overwhelming response, IDC is extending our free finance offer through Christmas Eve. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, Voice of the Gators. So you can make any holiday jewelry purchase, get the unbeatable no middleman price IDC is famous for, and spread your payments over four years with zero interest, zero finance charges. So that $6,000 piece of designer jewelry is just $125 a month. Month. That $3,000 pair of diamond hoop earrings is just $63 a month. And if you're getting engaged this holiday season, you can take advantage of this to get the designer ring of their dreams. Luxury pre-owned Rolexes also available at incredible prices. This Christmas, every dollar counts. So get expert guidance from our non-commission experts. Don't miss the final days of rock bottom interest rates. 0% financing for four whole years. Merry Christmas from International Diamond Center. Details and more 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 at shopidc.com on approved credit.
5: Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone.
10: Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work. With 0% financing available. Visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
0: From the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update.
4: Cloudy skies today with mild temperatures. Highs in the upper 60s. A few spots might make it to 70. We'll have winds picking up gusting to about 20 miles an hour. I can't rule out a stray shower closer to the I-95 corridor. Mostly cloudy tonight. Lows tomorrow morning in the 50s. Tomorrow afternoon getting near 70 with winds continuing to gust. It could reach 30 miles an hour tomorrow. The UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski.
5: It's a, bird. It's a bird. It's the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan
15: Patrick. Yeah! I just can't imagine the agent for Shohei Ohtani that you get to the point where the Dodgers say, what's it going to take? And you throw out something that begins with a seven. Not like 682, 650, 700 million dollars.
0: The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. Talking the talk and walking the walk, you are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.
1: Home stretch of our Wednesday edition of Sports Scene.
14: Hello, D. Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, I'm uh switching up here a little bit. Talk a little NBA with you, man. Oh. Uh, yeah, I heard you. Uh, man, I heard you, Draymond Green. I'm like, they're they're my man, Steve. Go right there. Talk a little NBA, but I, I wanted to touch on that as well, Steve. Um, you know, I, I think Adam Silver's got to come down. I, I'm talking fifteen twenty games, Steve, because you know. It's whether it was, it's just too much, man. He's in the news constantly every two or three weeks. And, you know, the NBA is trying to get a new media rights deal. This isn't helping things. I know Steph Curry's fed up with this nonsense, even though he hasn't said it publicly. You know, Steve Curry's got to be fed up, but he's got to defend this guy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's got to try to do do it. But I blame the Warriors, man. They are, they are enabling this. When they gave him that contract, they basically after he uh, punched Jordan Poole in the face, which kind of derailed their season last year, and they all admitted that after that happened, it was never the same. Or you look at choking out Rudy Gobert. Uh, it's it's just enough, man. And I think the the commissioner has got to send a message because uh, it, it's just too much, man. It's just no. I, I'm an NBA guy, Steve. Nobody else in the league is coming close to behaving like this guy. It, it's a problem.
1: The th- Did you see what he said after the game? Yeah, he didn't mean to do it, it or whatever. He says, it, it, I sell calls right. with my arms. I didn't intend <laughs> to hit him. Okay, let, let's assume for the moment he's right or that's the way. You, what happened to the other stuff, right? You, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt in this, given your past history, there's no way, no way.
14: No, priors count, man, and he's going. And the judge is Adam Silver, and like I said, Steve, I'm looking. I know Stephen A said this morning it's probably going to be ten, but I just think, man, when you when you continue to, you know, go to the principal's office after he's told you not to, I don't want to see you back here anymore, and you continue to show up, you got to put a suspension down that's going to make him. Understand that this isn't acceptable. So, like I said, man, I'm, I'm looking very closely at how you know Commissioner Silver, uh, you know p- puts uh puts the hammer down on him because it's got to happen, man. This is this is too much negativity. He's embarrassing the league and he's embarrassing the Warriors, which have been the uh, the model franchise over this decade.
1: Yeah, and you know, all of a sudden, Jokic now, uh, right. you know, against <laughs> Billy last night. Um, I think it was his second ejection. I think I'm right in that. Um, Look, I I get it. And if you're competitive, you know, you're going to, it's going to happen once in a while. But if you, if he said what he's alleged to have said to the official, he should have been thrown out. You you, you just, I mean, you can say, hey, call the foul, man, or I was hacked, or whatever you want to do. But... I can't say what he said, but you can read it. You, you, <laughs> an official's not going to take that. So, again, have a little – he's a great player, no no question. But you got to be better than that. You just do. Yep, for sure. Be good, Steve. Appreciate you. Thank you, D. And I don't talk NBA much. Um, but, I mean, think about it. Besides D, right – who's a big basketball guy, who calls and talks about the NBA here? No one. No one. And I'm not saying there's not NBA fans out there. I'm sure there are, but not enough to pick up a phone and talk about it. And so, I don't know. Um, By the way, as you see, speaking of the NBA, the Thunder were thinking about moving from OKC, and voters approved an arena tax to keep them there. And the Caps and the Wizards are going to move to Virginia to a new new venue. So there you go. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Let me get back to my emails here. Adrian says, did a caller insinuate Scott Strickland should be fired? Music from the heavens (laughs) on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, And then Sterling says, now the Gators have hired a new DB coach in Harris. We expected also hiring a new offensive coordinator and a special teams coach soon. I would say the answer to that is no. I don't think you're going to see either of that. Of all the hires Strickland's made, which one do you say has been the most successful? Golden. I mean, I, help me with that. But I think that's, that's right now they're projected to be in the NCAA tournament. They're playing pretty well. And he also says time for Adam Silver to step up and suspend Draymond 25 to 30 games. That type of behavior doesn't belong in the league. I agree. Um speaking of that basketball um Florida plays East Carolina Gators are 6 and 3 East Carolina 6 and 4 uh it's going to be in Lakeland and I did not know this you know I always read the game notes that Denver Parler their terrific sports information person compiles um and didn't know this three Gators rank among the SEC's top 7 offensive rebounders. Don't you like it when a coach sees a roster and says, this is what we were deficient at and goes out and through the portal addresses those needs. Now, does this team have you know, some holes and flaws? It does. But Again, I think you have to be impressed with what Golden did. You know, he's 22-20 and 20 here. That's it. So that's why making the NCAA tournament this year is big because I'm going to just tell you something. If they don't, it'll be Billy Napier all over again. It'll be Billy Napier 2. Year 3, better make the tournament, blah, blah, blah. So that's why... Just make the tournament. Whatever you do after that is gravy. But making the tournament in year two really helps. By the way, SEC Network has the game. Mike Morgan, Mark Wise have that. And, of course, Sean and Lee Humphrey will have the radio call from Lakeland tomorrow. So uh, looking forward to that. All right, let me get uh, a couple of more emails here and then I will get our last break in and we'll get any final comments you may have for today. John, it's a good email. He says, if you're going to have Scott Strickland on, uh, will he take phone calls? Yes, he always has. Now, I don't know why, you know, he would not do that. I'm going to say this. The last time he was here, if you remember, there was all that discussion about the renovation of the swamp. And he really wanted feedback from Gator Nation as to what your thoughts were on that. And through your phone calls and emails, you came through. Well, I mean, he's not stupid. He knows that. There are questions that you have about the direction of the athletic program. You know what's going to happen with the renovation of the swamp. You know what's going to happen if Billy Napier isn't, you know, the right guy, etc. So I appreciate Scott coming on here, sort of, you know, once every three months or so to talk with you. And again, that will be a January fourth appearance. We're back for show. Will be coming back for is the third, and then he'll be here. Uh, on the 4th. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jullery. Final segment, ESPN one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
16: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications
5: here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM,
1: 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The Cousins family, who's been running the Southeast Car Agency for a long time, wants to wish you and your family a great holiday season and they thank you for your business over the years if you've been a customer of theirs and if you haven't been well you certainly can be if you're looking for a new vehicle however it's not a place to go they have specialized in over 40 years of being in business by giving you the best option you have a late model low mileage vehicle the cream of the crop and the best of the best they pride themselves on a big variety of vehicles to choose from. Their lot is chock full, and they give you all kinds of selections and price points. They want to make sure you get the car you want at the price you're willing to pay. Online, secars.com. You can check them out that way. Go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Test drive the vehicles. Ask their sales staff a question. They'll be glad to help you out. When you go, though, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you. To the good people at Southeast Car Agency.
0: Have you ever thought about what a true fiduciary is? Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth, and he believes the definition of a true
10: fiduciary is simple. A true fiduciary would not sell you a product that they got commission on. A true fiduciary does well when you do well.
0: Some of those products could be mutual funds, annuities, or even real estate investment trusts. Mike believes a true fiduciary shouldn't get paid before a client does. And that kind of makes sense. Mike is a true fiduciary who's passionate about those near and in retirement being aware of all of your options and making sure you receive the value you're paying for, because every penny counts in retirement. Reach out for a free comprehensive financial plan to see if there are better options available you might not be aware of. 352-751-3200. 352-751-3200. By the way, this process also reveals if you've saved enough to retire comfortably. So connect and schedule now at guardingyournesteg.com.
15: Advisory services through talent, private wealth, and SEC registered investment advisor. License D056341.
0: In
3: 2022, Floridians lost nearly $850 million to scams. The state also had the second highest number of online victims, with those 50 or older being the most targeted age group. The imposter scam is the most common scam in Florida. And to help fight this type of fraud, AARP Florida offers these tips. First, be skeptical of anyone who suddenly contacts you and wants to chat and never share personal information over the phone or by email if you didn't initiate the contact. It's also a scam when someone whom you haven't met in person asks you to send them money. That's why you should be vigilant when it comes to anyone who comes on strong or appears overly eager to establish a friendship. To get help, call AARP's Fraud Watch Network at 1-877-908-3360. And to learn more about fraud in Florida, visit aarp.org slash flfraud.
0: We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
6: This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: We had a chance to hear the ball, Coach, today. If not, you can re-listen to the broadcast and hear him when he was here today. All right, we've got uh, 10 minutes left, 392 You can email S. Russell at WRUF.com. Don't forget, tomorrow, uh, Trevor Sykema here to talk uh, uh, NFL, and then uh, we'll go from there. Andrew says, playing time-wise, you think it'll change game to game or some players will play less more as Golden sorts the rotation out? I think the rotation last game was shortened. And I think that's what you're going to see in competitive games. He says, Aberdeen looks like he has a lot of potential but barely plays. Well, it it may vary game to game. We will see. Steven says, why does Florida Mets basketball have so many neutral court games? I don't know. I mean, Todd Golden could answer that. My my guess is that if they do go to the NCAA tournament, they've got – You know, chances to play in different arenas um, would be my guess. And I think some of those things are kind of good, actually. And remember, they're going to be in Lakeland. They get to go to different parts of the state at times so Gator fans can see them. I think that's another reason why you have some of those games because fans in other parts of the state can see the Gators play as opposed to coming up here all the time, Stephen. That would be my guess. Um All right, I'm going to get my deep emails here that I saved because I got 10 minutes and nobody calling here. Uh, Paul says, uh, coming off the last game against Richmond, uh, he basically says, what did you like about what the Gators did? I kind of mentioned this uh, earlier in the week. Um, They shot much better from the free throw line. Much better. I think 20 of 25 or something like that. Um, And really did a nice job rebounding. They out-rebounded Richmond, I think, by 20. Something like that. So they're doing a a better job with that. Um, And assist to turnover. uh, 14 assists, 12 turnovers. Could that be a little bit better? Yeah. But I still think this is a team that's still kind of a work in progress. But once I think the part they stay healthy, and once the parts all gel, gonna like this. And again, Kugel has had some uncharacteristically poor shooting games. But did you hear what Todd Golden said? He said if he keeps playing defense the way he's playing. If he wants to play that way offensively, we can live with it. So, the great thing about that statement is the fact that he didn't let a poor shooting day affect him as far as playing defense. And sometimes with scores, that happens. When you don't score, you sulk a little bit, and you don't play good defense. That did not happen um, in that case. So, that certainly Good. Um, let me get to a couple of things here. Tomorrow and Friday are last shows, and then we'll be done until January 3. So I hope everyone uh, will have a, uh, a good holiday and a good break. A couple of things here. I don't know uh, if you saw this or not. So sad. An 18-year-old back in November, I believe it was in Georgia. Uh, it, it is. Uh, Gainesville High School, by the way, in Georgia, was a pitcher and a catcher. He passed away earlier in the week after suffering a head injury in a batting cage. 18 years old. He was in a coma since then. He leaned into the net and was hit in the head as another player was following through on a swing. Good God. Um, But there was no horseplay, just a terrible, terrible uh, accident. And boy, you just hate to see Something like that. Oh, my gosh. Just the thought of that is mind-boggling. And you just pray for his family. Uh, All right. Phillip. Oh, Oh, by the way, a little breaking news. Another quarterback has found a home in the portal. Grayson McCall. Three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, Coastal Carolina. Transfers to NC State. Pretty good player. So, again, Notre Dame got Riley Leonard. Tyler Van Dyke went to Wisconsin. You can kind of see the quarterbacks now are starting to uh, go in the ranks here, so to speak. Um, did you see Texas A&M's Edger and Cooper declared for the NFL draft? There you go. Now, a couple of last emails here, then we'll call it a day. Joseph, who's the biggest get in the portal, do you think, at this point? Wow. Oh... That's, that's hard for me to say, Joseph, because there's a lot of good players in the portal. I mean, ETN, I think, wouldn't anybody want ETN, for example, just to use him as an example? Uh, Walter Nolan, the defensive lineman, was a really highly recruited guy. Um, you still got Cam Ward. You still have Dante Moore from UCLA, uh, Ugalele who is going to go to Florida State at least to visit them. So, I mean, there's the quarterbacks really get the brunt of this in terms of uh, publicity and all of that. But there's still, you know, some good players. Duke, I'm sorry, Notre Dame got a Duke defensive line transfer R.J. Oben, for example. Um, Mississippi, here's a kid to, to keep an eye on. Mississ- if, if you're Florida. Mississippi State cornerback, DeCamarian Cam- De Richardson, uh, two year starter. And according to 24 7 Sports, some NFL scouts had top three round grades on him heading into the season. So there are definitely. Um, people out there. And with Grayson McCall, by the way, NC State, the sixth-ranked transfer class uh, in the country. This just keeps rolling on, and it will for the next few days. That's just how this works. And you're going to see all kinds of names in there. Uh, Texas A&M... Defensive lineman uh, Overton uh, is going to visit Alabama. He's already visited South Carolina. Just keeps going. That's where this thing is. Final email. Uh, Chip, does Lakeland have a new arena? Gators can't possibly be playing in the old Civic Center. I have no idea. But I'll try to look for you. Um. And uh, I'll try to find that out. Matter of fact, I'll see uh, really quickly here on air. I'll look in the notes to see what it says. Uh, It says the RP Funding Center in Lakeland. I don't know if that's the Civic Center with a name or not. If somebody knows the answer to that, um, let me know. And, Chip, I'll pass it along to you. But that's, that's what's in um, the notes. So there you go. Uh, Rico, first-time emailer, Steve. I listen to the show regularly. He said, I heard you mention about Lagway. If, the, if that does happen, if he leaves and goes somewhere else, I may renounce my allegiance to college athletics. Because that would be all about money. Yes. It, it, I mean, that would, on the surface of it, if he were to do that, yes, that would be about money. So we will see. Don't forget tonight, the SEC uh, schedule football reveal, 7 o'clock. It's a two hour special. How can you do two hours of a schedule? But they're going to do it um, ESPN and the SEC network and you'll see Laura Rutledge you'll see Tim Tebow, you'll see Joey Galloway, you'll see Greg McElroy, you'll see Paul Feinbaum uh, all those chaps who'll be doing that tonight, so tomorrow we can discuss that uh, obviously as well um All right, that's going to about do it for our show today. Uh, our thanks to the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, for being here, and then to Olds football coach, Chuck Bell, with the FHSAA, going sort of back to the way it used to be in terms of classifications. They are going to keep the rural uh, classification, though, um, so that is certainly a good thing. Thanks to uh, Jose for producing the broadcast today. We thank you for listening, don't forget tomorrow uh, and Friday are our last two shows, and then we're done for the holiday. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow at noon for another edition of Sports scene.